welcome back to Traveling on Lime Kiln Pike, hosted by Bryant Powell. Today I want to talk about and tell you a story of my more adventurous trips, as well as one of my favorite places to visit in the United States, Las Vegas, Nevada. Not only was this my first time back to Las Vegas as an adult, it was also New Year's Eve, December of 2012. So sit back, relax, and listen to the story I have to tell about my trip to Las Vegas, Nevada. And don't forget to click, like, and subscribe. So why Las Vegas? I haven't been to Las Vegas since I was a kid, maybe 15 years old, spending my first night in Las Vegas in the Flamingo and then going to the Rio. It was a great experience as a kid seeing all the flashing lights, all the adults having fun, but it was not so fun because you couldn't partake in any of it. And I, when I went, it was like 110 degrees outside and very, very hot. So when my friend who from high school, when he actually got into a physical therapy school in a Las Vegas area, he decided to let me know that I could come down to Las Vegas for New Year's Eve. And when he said that, I was like, okay, I am down to go. And luckily enough, I had a family in Los Angeles at the time, so it made the trip to Las Vegas a breeze and very, very simple. And before I go into the story of like New Year's Eve in Las Vegas, I can just tell you a little background of me and my affinity and love for Las Vegas. It seems like every single year I go there maybe once or twice a year, sometimes for gambling, but a lot of times it's for shows or fights or entertainment or just to have a, a time to relax for the weekend. Now, there are times I've gone there to see UFC fights, major boxing events, a lot of because of my old job. And a lot of times I've gone with families to have a nice relaxing weekend or go see a concert. One time I saw Jay-Z there, so... Any way I can find a way to get to Las Vegas, I end up finding a way to get to Las Vegas. And I'll probably do a podcast about this a little bit later, but Las Vegas is one of my top three or four destinations that I can instantaneously go to and have fun and find something to do. So, you know, Las Vegas has definitely always been a, a top two place to go to for me at any time of the year. And I was very lucky and fortunate to have it uh, for New Year's Eve in 2012. Uh, and it comes to New Year's Eve celebrations, you know, I haven't had a lot of great ones. A lot of them I just spent with time with family or friends, which are great in of itself, but nothing too adventurous at the end of the day. I think I always got the, uh, the notation from like How I Met Your Mother. I think there was an episode, they're all going out for New Year's Eve, and they always say it's always pretty disappointing or pretty eh at the end of the day. A lot of hype, but not a lot of fulfillment. And I would say most of mine were, but... My uh, New Year's Eve in Las Vegas ended up being definitely a highlight compared to uh, a lot of them that I had. And that's the reason why I wanted to tell the story today for this New Year's Eve podcast. Yeah, so how did I get to Las Vegas? So as I said earlier, I had family that lived in the Orange County area in California, and my friend had family living in the northern Los Angeles area. So you know, he had no hit me up saying, hey, you know, me, my sister, and her boyfriend are coming to Las Vegas for the, uh, the weekend, you know, want me to stop on by and pick you up on our way to Las Vegas. And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? 
We took a around five-hour trip uh, from my area to Las Vegas, and as many of you probably know about that trip, it's a very easy trip and a very scenic, beautiful trip as well, uh, going through the California and Nevada desert, and there's not too many stops on the way, and one's in Barstow, which we can get something to eat and drink and kind of have a, a relax for taking the second trip back uh, to, to the Las Vegas, but... Now, it was a very, you know, easy trip. Some of us were talking for a little bit, and then sometimes we took a little bit of a nap and relaxed, too, because it's a long trip. But, you know, our friend uh, did a fantastic job driving us into Las Vegas, and, you know, we got there uh, around maybe 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock at night after the 5- to 6-hour trip. And after that, we decided maybe go to, like, get something to eat, and then after that, we probably watched a little bit of TV and ended up going to bed because it's a, it's a pretty, pretty uh, long night. We're all pretty exhausted. Uh, so the next day, uh, beforehand, the night beforehand, we decided on a whim to go on Groupon to find something to do for New Year's Eve, something special, something a little bit different that you would normally wouldn't do in Las Vegas. And we lucked into a Groupon to go ATVing in the middle of the Nevada desert like that next day, which was a pretty good deal and something I or none of us have ever done beforehand. It'd be kind of a, a cool experience to kind of ring in the new year. So we all decided to buy our own Groupons, and we decided to go to that on New Year's morning. So when we decided to uh, go there, we had to take a shuttle from one of the hotels, Excalibur, all the way to the location in the desert, which is around maybe an hour, 15, hour, 30 minutes away. So we drive to the Excalibur, and then we wait for the shuttle at the Excalibur, and when it comes through, there's like maybe like 10 to 15 different people that we pick up at the Excalibur, then a few other people at another location as well. So I know we all get in the car. The, the driver tries to be as chippy as possible for the hour and a half drive. But again, I think most of us, this is like 8 o'clock in the morning. Most of us are kind of taking a nap and relaxing for the whole entire trip. So yeah, so when we arrive at the uh, the location, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Uh, there's a little shack with a whole bunch of like ATV vehicles that we all can drive and helmets and and I think we didn't have any pads or anything like that. So the uh, the instructor just gave us a few instructions. You know, you know, you know, follow the person in front of you. You know, be very careful out here. You no, know, just just be safe and have fun. And uh, luckily enough, usually in Nevada during you know, the summertime, it's like 110, 115 degrees every single day and balmy. But you know, this day, we were wearing like jackets, it was like 65 degrees outside. So it was, it was warm, but not too, too warm that you feel uncomfortable not wearing just a, a small little jacket. So when we went ATVing, uh, I don't, again, it's been so many years since this happened, so I don't really remember the specifics of it, but... You know, we, we drove through different um, the canyon areas, went, uh, drove through certain valleys and so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, everyone followed a single file line. You know, I, I would admit, I think I, I got a little bit uh, too, I guess, excited with it. I accidentally revved the edge a little bit too hard. I kind of almost slid off the course a little bit. Luckily, I was able to hold my own without the instructor really noticing. But uh, that you know, got, got a little scary there for a minute for me. So then we uh, we decided uh, halfway through, I think, the traveling, we had lunch, and they all you know, packed uh, like a brown bag lunch for all of us to eat, and it was kind of cool. So the four of us, we found a little, I guess a little ridge that was in between the valley. 
a very, very small valley. So we all end up kind of like climbing up to the top of the ridge and kind of eating lunch up there and kind of taking a view of the air, which is very, very scenic and very, very, very good, fantastic view. And just, you know, just again, have a conversation, determine what we're doing for that night. And uh, I think at that point in time, too, we we're like, OK, we, we had enough ATV. It's time to you know, drive our way back and car and head back home because we still had an hour and a half ride on the way back. But um, yeah, but yeah. After that, we we drove back to the where the shed was, and then we had to wait maybe another forty five minutes for the van to come back because it was bringing back a second group of people uh, to go ATVing for that afternoon. Yeah, once they got in, we 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 load ourselves in, being very tired, pretty exhausted, a little bit dirty too from all the sand that was picked up over the course of us driving the ATVs around and. Yeah, we took the hour and a half drive all the way back to Las Vegas to the Excalibur. And then we all end up driving back to the house just to, you know, take a shower, take a little bit of a nap and relax for the the night adventures. Before we're going for the night adventure, we grabbed a little bite to eat at the house. Uh, Nothing too special. And then we also uh, decided to go to the liquor store and and buy some, you know, some drinks for the night so we can have a good celebratory night to ring in the new year. So we ended up getting dressed up and getting ready to go. We decided, okay, what we want to do, obviously the the place you want to probably go to in Las Vegas for New Year's is a strip. So we ended up all going down to the strip probably around 8 o'clock that night. And as soon as we got there, the place was packed full of people. The side streets were already parked to capacity. People were walking out and about uh, already, you know, pretty happy and pretty excited about the night. Parking-wise, it was kind of hard to find parking, but I ended up finding parking, I think, around the Mandalay Bay. We were we parked around there, which is pretty... It's still on the strip, but a little bit further from the strip where you want to be at. And this is a time where, like, parking, I think, was still free. I think nowadays you got to pay for a lot of parking, but parking was still relatively free at that point in time. So it was, it was, it was kind of nice to kind of do that. And after that, uh, we had really no plans to go anywhere. We basically just hopped from casino to casino doing a little bit of gambling, eating, do a little bit of drinking, and just having uh, a very... And the fun time with a lot of different people that are out there. And I think as we saw, hour after hour after hour, people are getting, let's say, more and more happier, enjoying themselves more and more and more. So, and even we all can attest to that as well. And then around 11.40, I think we were kind of in the Bellagio just relaxing because we have been walking around for about a few hours at that point in time. We were all kind of tired. And then around 11.45, we saw that, okay, the fire was probably go off pretty soon. So we want to be in a good location. How we did it was we walked through the crowd, which is probably one of the most you know, crowded crowds I've ever went through my whole entire life. You had to literally go through every single person in order to get to a nice space on the strip for you to see the fireworks. So luckily enough, we got to the middle of the strip right in front of the Bellagio, maybe five minutes before the fireworks started. And then when the fireworks started, it was fantastic. You saw fireworks all the way up and all the way down the strip. People were like, you know, kissing everyone, kissing one another, hugging one another. It was kind of like being in uh, Times Square in New York City. But 
you know, with people drinking alcohol right in front of you and everyone, people wearing shorts and being on the West Coast. So it was, uh, it was, it was really fun. Everyone was having a good time. And when the fireworks were over with, when everything started settling in, we saw looking at each other like, okay, uh, we don't want to stick around anymore. We've been out for four hours, five hours. We ate TV in this today. We need to go back because we're all getting kind of exhausted. The problem was when we started walking back to our car, everyone was walking back to their car. So we had literally took us 45 minutes to maybe an hour to walk from the Bellagio all the way to Mandalay Bay to get to our car. Again, it was more because the condensed crowd, people kind of walking the opposite direction, people not walking at all. It, it was a very, 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 very uh, long walk, and being very tired, exhausted, it made it seem like an eternity for us to get back. So we eventually got to the car, and we eventually got out of the parking lot, which took another like 15, 20 minutes to get out of the parking lot. And from there, we just we knew that we we're probably kind of hungry because while we were, you know, we didn't really eat a, a full meal since earlier that afternoon. We had a little small little lunch at when we were ATVing. So we ended up driving to a, a random diner, I think, around my friend's house to get something to eat. And now I just I randomly remember I got like biscuits and gravy and eggs at like three o'clock in the morning. And everyone else got some other breakfast food, and it was. Tasty, I, I guess I don't really remember uh, or that much at that point in time. So, yeah, after that, we decided to go back to the house, and we um, went to bed. Uh, issue was that I had my Megabus ticket coming back to Los Angeles at 9 o'clock that morning. I'm like, I don't know if I want to make it. And when I got up in the morning, I was kind of panicking. It's like, oh, am I going to make it or not going to make it? However, it was great that my friend said he actually had to go back to Los Angeles anyway to, to spend more time with his, with his family or do something. I forgot specifically why he wanted to go back. So he said that, you know, not only will I drive you back, his sister and his sister's boyfriend wanted to go back uh, to Los Angeles as well, which was made it very convenient. So he decided to drive us no, all back that afternoon, and we got back to Los Angeles around maybe 4 o'clock in the afternoon. It, but instead of him dropping me off at my mom's house, that's more in Orange County area, I got dropped off at the Union Station area so I can take a, a train ride all the way back to my mom's house. Yeah, that's how it basically ended. It was a very, very quick, maybe 48-hour trip to Las Vegas it was a great experience with my, my, one of my good friends from high school and still a good friend today celebrating uh, the New Year's in Las Vegas. And I don't think I've had a, a, as adventurous of a ex New Year's Eve experience since then, even though I lived in New York City for seven years. I've never uh, decided to go to the area to see the ball drop in which you're stuck there for eight or nine hours. Thus, I believe this will be my biggest experience of being around a lot of different folks for a New Year's Eve celebration uh, of that nature. And if I go my whole entire life not doing a New Year's Eve ball drop, I think I'll be fine. So yeah, that was my trip to Las Vegas. Again, unfortunately, I don't have a ton, I remember a ton of details from my time there, but 
no, it was very memorable, and it's really the start of me going to Las Vegas a, a lot more over the years, and I will, this is just maybe a, a first chapter of a lot of different chapters of my trips to Las Vegas, because I've had some very impactful ones, some very memorable experience in Las Vegas, and a, a lot of fun ones as well, so stay tuned in the future for more stories and more detailed stories about my trip to Las Vegas. But for now, no, that's the that's the end of my my first trip back to Las Vegas as an adult. And you no, know, thank you for you no know, listening. Hope you had a happy New Year's. And as always, when you're traveling, travel with a pal. Talk to you soon.